Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. We're just one week away from high-stakes competition. Are you ready? You better be. Your draft is almost here. If you've been with the Red vs. Blue crew, you know the eternal question. Do you play to win your league? Or do you make decisions that are bigger than just your league? You're trying to win the whole enchilada. The red pill or the blue pill? Tonight, we discuss just how important is playoff strength of schedule in these high-stakes competitions. Plus, we're looking at the risers and fallers from the average draft position report on Mock Draft Central. Come on in. We've got a lot to talk about. Red versus blue is next. One bleeds red, and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Welcome to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. We are just one week away from high-stakes competition in the National Fantasy Football Championship, uh, a mere two weeks away from competition in the Fantasy Football Players Championship and the big one, the World Championship of Fantasy Football. Everybody, I'm Scott Atkins, your host, Team Legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Usually, I'm joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. He'll be with us a little bit later tonight. I don't want to disappoint you guys. He'll be here at about 11.30, about half past. So uh, we're going to get started. 
Um, we've just got uh, a lot we're going to talk about today, and it's, and it's, a, it's somewhat of a controversial topic. So I want to bring in some folks tonight that uh, really know uh, or have an opinion, at least, on this subject. We're talking about when you're in these high-stakes competitions, what do you do? Do you try to win your League of 12, which is ultimately the most important step, right? But do you try to factor in more than just winning your league? Do you look at playoff strength of scheduling um, when it comes times for those weeks 12, 13, and then obviously the big weeks, 14, 15, and 16, to make the big to make the big dream come true. Uh, if you don't look at some of this, you will be disappointed when it comes time for the playoffs. Now, granted, there's, there's opinions both ways when you're looking at strength of schedule, you know, because it takes a couple of weeks just to find out what kind of teams these guys are. But we're going to talk tonight about the, these, uh, these defenses, um, this, this strength of schedule here. When, when you've got teams that are 32nd against the run last year, you can somewhat predict that that's going to be a pretty nice matchup for the running back that you're going to draft. If you're if you're taking on, uh, for example, I've got it right here for 2008. If you're taking on um, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, they allowed 38 points a game to wide receivers last year. Number one, if you've got a matchup against the Seahawks, you can pretty much predict you're going to have a good afternoon for your wide receiver. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. We've got somebody from the 770. I think I know who this is. But seven seven zero, you're on the air with Red versus Blue. So Scott is Jesse. Hey Jesse, Jesse Hi. Heron from the World Championship of Fantasy Football. How are you doing, sir? Thanks for joining me tonight on short notice, my man. No, glad I could do it. Glad I could help out. Just sitting here, as you said, we're only a couple weeks away from uh, our big event, as well as there's some other big events in the industry. Kind of, you know, the week kicks off, the big events kick off in a week. So just like everybody else, we're pounding through the last minute details. So. I saw you going on in the invite, so I couldn't pass up a chance to join you and our friends over at Red vs. Blue. Well, thanks, Jesse. We appreciate it. And we are having a blast, man. It's just, you know, every week we didn't know we would we would be going this strong 46 weeks in. We're, we're breaking records the last couple of weeks with listeners. That's because everybody's hungry for this stuff right now. Uh, we're late night, Friday night, and that's about when everybody's putting the kids to bed and you kind of get a chance to sit down and take a look at what's going on. And, and here we are, and I, I think it works out uh, to our advantage. But Look, we've got um, we've we've got these competitions starting up, and, and I wanted to talk tonight about strength of schedule. Now, okay. I've got charts in front of me. Okay, when I when I come to a draft, I bring all this stuff. I don't know about you. I know you're a, you're a, you've been a competitor for years before you yep. took on ownership. Yep. Uh, and I bring all this stuff. I, it's it's like everything I have uh, and I've collected throughout the last six months. I kind of just stuff it into a bag and I bring it with me. And I don't know if I'm going to pull it out or not, and usually I can't find it when I need it anyway. But I, I, I've got it, like, in my office right now. I've got strength of schedule, and I'm looking at last year, Jesse. And, you know, let, let, let's just, for the listeners, benefit. If you haven't looked at strength of schedule from 2008, when we're looking at the wide receivers, I see Seattle Seahawks at 38 points a game allowed to the wide receivers. Down at the bottom, the toughest matchup, you have a guess? Uh, Baltimore Ravens. That's no, a great guess. That's right. You're exactly right. You're you're on the money, man. It's a huge difference. They only allow 22 points a game to their wide receivers. Uh, that's 22 to 30. That's a 16-point spread, and this is using WCOFF scoring, so points per reception. Um, when we look at running backs, the number one, uh, the easiest team to face against the run. Do you have a guess of who it was last year? There were a couple of easy ones. 
the, the oh. Chiefs were a great guess because they were just getting blown out all throughout like the first ten weeks. They're, um, they're number three on the list. Uh, so if it wasn't the Chiefs. Well, there was there was a couple really bad teams. So let's go Raiders. Okay. Yeah, the Raiders. Uh, the no. Raiders were actually a little uh, surprising better, better. on here. Yeah, they're, no, no, they were they were fourth actually. That was that was the fourth easiest. And matter of fact, I'll, I'll just let you. It's it's in the same division. You've got you've got Oakland at four, Kansas City at three, and Denver the number one. You've got the easiest schedule here, and that's kind of surprising when you look at it. The AFC West that really sets up nicely for Ladanian Tomlinson, right? Yeah, well, you got uh, or Sproles, right? Let's see if the Ladanian can get healthy, right? It can stay healthy, right? It explains why the Chiefs. Uh, uh, not the Chiefs, but why the Chargers' offense is so vaunted no matter who's in the running back position uh, on that team because that is a horrible <laughs> a horrible division for, for running game defense and definitely makes a difference on draft day when you're, when you're considering your opponents. As if, the, as if they didn't need any more help, right? They've got, they've got three of the easiest four run defenses in the league in their division. You've also got Detroit up there at number two, St. Louis at five, surprisingly Green Bay at six. I think they'll make some improvements there. And then the Colts, uh, they've been horrid against the run for years, um, seeing the Jaguars and the Titans roll over them uh, and the Texans last year. They're at number seven. But so, so anyway, you come back down to Baltimore, who uh, only allows 16 points of a game. Philly, New England, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, all of these teams are tough. I think you'll see the Jets uh, a little bit better. They were, they were the uh, looks like the eighth toughest uh, defense against the run. Uh, my point is this. I'm looking at the competition when it comes time for the playoffs, Jesse. And and you guys made a huge change in your format yes, after six years of one week makes or breaks you. Now it's a two-week competition, uh, weeks 11 and weeks 12. Absolutely. Well, it's actually weeks 12 and 13 now, right? So we went from just yeah, being yeah, week 12. Yeah. So now you're going to have right. an 11-week regular season and a two-week playoff, weeks 12 and 13. And it does make a difference. And so, uh, you know, to your point of strength of schedule, one thing that I – so going back to my, my playing days and now as I continue to talk, you know, to our large player community, uh, you know, you really almost think about it in three ways, right? I think about, you know, how the – I break up – when I analyze strength of schedule, I look at it into three buckets. Uh, I give them a plus or a minus for strength of schedule in the regular season, those first 11 weeks. I give them a plus or minus for strength of schedule weeks 12 and 13 because if I get to the championship game, i got to win it, right? Um, right. And then I give that week 14, 15, 16 another plus or minus. So I give somebody, if I go down, I'd go look and I'd give, uh, you know, I'd look at the Titans schedule uh, first, my favorite team, and I'd give me the three pluses, three minuses, you know, two pluses and a minus, uh, and I'd really look for that uh, to be my analysis. So I wouldn't look as much week to week. I'd just kind of put them in those three buckets, and then I'd look for, uh, you know, it did make a difference to me on draft day, um, probably more so on the negative side than the positive. Uh, it wouldn't necessarily say I'd draft a mediocre player just because of strength of schedule, but it would be a, a, a hesitation for me to take a, um, you know, if i got two guys who are close to each other, a strength of schedule would definitely be enough. And if you had a tough strength of schedule across each one of those formats, uh, it would be definitely something that would keep me from taking it uh, at crunch time. Well, and, I, and I'm looking at this, okay, and, and in your contest, just for, for example, I've got the five pick in, in Vegas, the world championship. I, I've got the five. And so I'm trying to say, okay, I've got running back options here, and I've also got wide receiver options. And, and, and if, I'm, if I'm looking at Larry Fitzgerald, if, if he's fortunate enough to, to fall to me, 
uh, week 12 is a playoff week, and they and Arizona takes on at Tennessee, and that's a pretty tough matchup. And that's well, a make or break week in, in your format, right? It's not like a it's not a round robin. It's, it's, no, no, you have no, to win. No. You got to win it. You're going to want to week wins week 12 and 13. And now that's an example where I where I challenge you, um, you know, to not just rely on 2008. Um, performance of the defenses, but also what you think their 2009 defense is going to be. Uh, as a Titan fan, I'll tell you, I'm, you know, we had a great secondary last year, but that was largely because Albert Hainsworth was, was putting so much pressure on the quarterback up the middle. Now with the loss of Hainsworth, what is the Titans defense really going to be like in 2009? And, and is 2008 performance a, a good indicator of that 2009 performance? I, you know, personally, and in our magazine and and our radio show, you know, I've, I've commented throughout the year that I think the Titans defense takes a step backward this year. As a result, I think we've got a lot of good players. I still think you know Cortland Finnegan is separating himself as one of the elite uh, corners in the game uh, that nobody's heard of. Uh, kind of a sleeper uh, from the secondary perspective. But uh, with that being said, I, I think they take a step backward. So it might not be quite as big of a negative as you already thought. And, and as you are, you know, we're talking a little bit of ADP tonight as well. And as you mentioned, you might look at Fitzgerald. Well, he is. He's, he's you know, in our satellite league so far, He's he's been going off at 1-5. So uh, definitely somebody you'd be considering, and, and definitely you'd be taking that Week 12 matchup into consideration. And and, I, and, and in my opinion, Jesse, you have to wait. I, I, I've got to wait Week 12, more important than Week 13. If I don't get past Week 12, Week 13 is for third place. I'm not really – I'm not really excited about the third place prize. It's there, but I, I'm I'm wanting to move on and get into that week 13 matchup. So week 12 in your competition is vitally important to me. So I, I'm sitting here looking at uh, okay Fitzgerald at Tennessee, and then I've got Ladanian Tomlinson as an option here. And everybody's considering LT. You a lot of people are either just said nope, I'm not going to draft him, or are kind of salivating about maybe even having a chance, and everybody's kind of passing on him. It's either, you're either in one of those camps because there's everybody I talk to is either really pro LT or no way I'm not touching him at all this year. Well, well I was gonna say, and I think LT, you know, what we're seeing across our draft so far uh, is, is everybody's hesitant to take him too early. Uh, he, his ADP for us right now is 110 uh, and kind of holding. It hasn't moved a whole lot lately. Um, 110. 110. Okay. So, you, so you've got. I'll just kind of run through these. Peterson, Jones, Drew, Forte, Stephen Jackson. Fitzgerald yeah. at five, uh, Michael Turner six, uh, Andre Johnson seven, Calvin Johnson eight, Slayton nine, Tomlinson ten, Moss eleven, and uh, D'Angelo Williams twelve. That's the that's the ADP for our, through all of our satellites so far. Um, okay. Uh, on the in our format, right on our site. So, you know, the interesting thing you'd be comparing LT against with that very favorable matchup throughout the year playing against the AFC West. You know, and then if you're looking at one twelve, and you know, how do you feel about the Arizona Cardinals' run defense, right? Because just the opposite of what you talked about, Fitzgerald has to go to Tennessee. Well, uh, you know, Chris Johnson is playing Arizona that same weekend, right? Going just the other direction, right? So another yeah. person to consider, right? Who I think everybody is much like Tomlinson, kind of feast or famine. Think he's going to take a real step forward and move himself into a top four or five running back position in the league, or else he's going to kind of been a one year wonder and, and, and take a step backwards. So. Well, that's some good insight, and, you're, and it's interesting to hear your ADP. You get that from your lot. Your those those leagues are paid for leagues from your from your contests, your satellites, correct? And is, all of your drafts compiled. Right. That is from the the consolidation of our you know satellites ranging from one twenty five to a thousand dollars. We update that regularly on our website for our 
for our player community to uh, oh, wow. allow them to kind of know what's going on in, in the satellites and not give away any individual information, but uh, you know, share that information with the group. So okay, uh, so they can get they can get that on the World Championship of Fantasy Football main page off of the main page somewhere. Yeah, you click uh, you click up in the members area, and then uh, right there it's got uh, in game information. We have uh, ADP information. We've got. Uh, you know, and then from our stats feed, you've got NFL news and a bunch of other stuff to stay on top of what's going on in the NFL. Well, it's very interesting, and, and I think that's very valuable. I'm going to go print that up after I get done with the show tonight because I'm looking at Mock Draft Central's ADP, which great site. Jeff does a great job, and it's just packed with tools. But I'm seeing a huge difference between those numbers from high stakes competitors in your contest versus what I'm seeing on the average community at Mock Draft Central. Yeah, LP is five. 5.4, so he's going around 5 to 6 spot, whereas he's going 10 on your board. Yeah, and I was going to say, um, on, our, on the same link we have, because we have a, a deal with Mock Draft Central as well, so you click on ADP information, you have two links, Mock Draft Central's, and then you have ours. Um, and so you can compare between the two just by toggling back and forth on the site, and you're right. It looks like AP, uh, Jones, Drew, Forte, Turner, Tomlinson at 5, and Steven Jackson's all the way down at 7. Uh, D'Angelo's 12 and ours, 9 on uh, Mock Draft Central. Because on our link, they have it just set up for our scoring, so you know, so that they're parallel right. uh, scoring formats. Yeah, it is very interesting. Calvin Johnson, much lower uh, on the Mock Draft Central uh, page side of things. So it's, it's very different, but yet fairly close, right? Because at the end of the day, yeah, um, you're going to be considering a lot of the same players. If you're sitting there at 1-5, like you talked about, um, you know, you're going to be considering Chris Johnson, Slayton, Turner, right? Yep. I mean, it's a. I think your biggest dilemma is going to be: assume Fitzgerald's not off the board, are you willing to go wide receiver in the first round, right? Because it, it, it's going to change the complexion of your entire team, either positively or negatively, and it, it's a, a very big strategy decision uh, early, particularly in our event, right? We're going to see uh, more running back, more wide receivers go in the first two rounds this year than I think in the history of Debbie I, th- I think you're going to see potentially 10 wide receivers off the board, 13 running backs, and maybe Drew Brees uh, in the first two rounds. So usually that, that scenario would be more like, you know, 18 running backs and right. five wide receivers and a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so wide receiver heavy this year. And, and if the rest of the field is playing that same way and, and the second round is so hugely wide receiver, you know, can you jump on somebody like Fitzgerald and still – you know, back that up with a, um, you know, running back to the caliber of, you know, we've seen Westbrook fall that is low, Marion Barber, you know, Clinton Portis, and feel good about them being your number one. All right, so I think it's it's this year's draft strategy, you know, in the past, it's been, you know, running back, running back for a consistency stake, and I think uh, you've seen such a disappointment from the running backs at the top of the draft uh, the last few years, culminating with just a horrid performance of first-round draft picks last year. I think this is kind of a – banner year for the change in strategy in high-stakes format. So I think it'll be a very interesting thing to look across all the events and see how uh, the draft positions change. If you're just joining us, this is Jesse. Uh, you're listening to Jesse Heron from the World Championship of Fantasy Football. I'm Scott Atkins on the Red versus Blue. We're talking average draft position from these, uh, from these leagues that have been going on, and we're talking strength of schedule in the playoffs. Just how important is it? We're looking at those pivotal weeks, weeks 12 and weeks 13, where this is what's going to get you into that that push. And, and to be honest, Jesse, that's the only reason we're here is the big prize, that, that carrot out there. We're not there for that league prize. It's great. It's, it's, it's much better than what it used to be. But we're there for that 
opportunity, at least I don't care if you call it a lottery or opportunity, what have you, it's there for a chance of that $300,000. Absolutely. And, and I, right? There's <laughs> life-changing money, right? And, and we're excited about giving away such a prize. And, and I think that's I, – I don't – I think everybody that steps into uh, the MGM uh, on in, in two weeks from this weekend uh, to participate in the World Championship of Fantasy Football, in the back of their mind says, hey, I've got a chance at walking home with $300,000, being the next uh, Todd Ullman, Pucci Benish, Kenny Lavallee, uh and making a name for myself, but more importantly, making that money, right? And I think everybody, it, you can see how easy it is. Uh, everybody feels like they're good enough to compete. It's not like uh, anybody is that much better than the field, so... Uh, everybody wants to give them a chance to uh, make this the season of destiny. And, and, and again, on these on this week twelve, I'm just looking at some good matchups. What, yep. what kind of players would I like to have on that week twelve? And so I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, who's playing Denver. Okay, the worst <laughs> running running defense in the league last year. Obviously, new coaching staff regime comes in, a complete overhaul uh, of, of personnel. Same with the Chiefs. Really, we've seen a complete overhaul on both those teams. I really think they're going to do better with those coaching regimes. They're no nonsense. Uh, McDaniel's is that way as well. I mean, he's not putting up with anything. Uh, but look, look at Week 12. Denver plays the Giants. So, so in my mind here, I'm thinking, you know what? Jacobs has more value to me in that second round if he's there. And if I can get a, a player of the a quality of Brandon Jacobs in the second, I can afford to kind of flip flop my my number one pick. I don't have to grab a top running back there. If I can get a, a, a player of the quality and caliber of Jacobs, I, I'm, you know, and, and especially with a sweet matchup in Week 12, gets me to that, that Week 13 matchup. Uh, I can I can I can easily be swayed if, it's, if if I'm if I'm you know choosing between tiebreaker type guys, Fitzgerald, uh, Chris Johnson, Steve Slayton, Michael Turner. Now you said Michael Turner, matter of fact, and I, and and really to be honest with you, he hasn't been as high. Where is he again on on uh, WCFF ADP? Six. Six, one six. He is six, and and that matches the number of receptions he had last year. Okay, <laughs> that's that's what everybody's scared of. And look, this kid, 377 carries last year, 1700 yards, 17 touchdowns. Okay, he might be able to do that again with Gonzo coming in, pushing those linebackers back a little bit. Uh, but six receptions. Everybody's scared of the six. It's it's almost crazy to think you can go a whole season, get that many carries, and only six. Receptions. I don't know if you have any comments on well, that. Yeah, but. I, I will. You know, and I and I'm fortunate. I live here in Atlanta, so I guess I'm I'm fairly tuned into the yeah. Falcons. Um, Great. I, I would look at it to you. I would throw this challenge out to you because I, I hear that argument a lot. And this is uh, Dustin and I had this argument on the air a couple weeks ago. Um, any chance he catches less than six balls? Right. I mean, any chance it gets worse? Right. He was a top. So his production last year, we all agreed, even in your comments, right? That okay, I'm not. You know, as much as 17 touchdowns were. Boy, I think Gonzo potentially, you know, gives him even a better chance at the goal line, uh, pushes pushes the defense back, and, okay, it's not like they're going to run the ball a ton less. Uh, you know, they might use Gonzo in passing game. I think the, you know, consensus is Ryan's better, and we feel even better about the Falcons' offense. Well, any chance he catches less than six balls? It's only upside, if you ask me, um, for Turner. You know, if he goes from six to 20, uh, you know, that's another 14 points just on the catches, plus I assume there's probably – you know, another 100 yards attached with us, another 24, 25 points. He adds up over the course of the season. That's another point or two a week. All that does is make him even more valuable. So uh, I like him as an early pick. I'm high on the Falcons this year. They're actually my uh, surprise pick uh, yeah, in the I NFC saw that. this year. So um, maybe, I'm, maybe it's a little bit of a homer pick here. I don't think I don't so, think it is. I don't, I don't think it is either. I, I really like him. When I sat down and penned the paper with my schedules, 
It's in looking at the games that they played last year, they were in every game. Every they might have had one game that was out of, out of reach. But every other game and every other loss they had, they were right there in it. And so you've got to think Ryan's getting better. Uh, Roddy White's getting better. The defense uh, continually, you know, bringing in guys. Um, who did they bring in last, uh, just a couple years ago from my Jeff Abraham? I don't know if he's going to be yep. healthy this year. But I, 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 I took them out too, man. I've got them, I've got them right there. I haven't, I haven't made my uh, predictions for who, who moves on past that NFC Championship game. But I, I, think, I think we'll see them in, the, in, that, uh, in that big NFC matchup this year. They've, uh, let, let's talk about Week 12. Okay. I'm still, I'm still stuck on Week 12. This is interesting. What, is it always coming on Thanksgiving weekend? Does the league championship game in your contest yes. always come on Thanksgiving? Yes. yes. Okay. So, so we're, 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 we're dealing with what we always do uh, deal with in your contest. And Okay, so let's look at these matchups. On Thanksgiving, we've got three of the four, three of the four worst rushing matchup defenses playing on Thanksgiving. I mean, that can be a real entertaining Thanksgiving this year for all of us that, that have players playing in these games, running backs specifically. Uh, Green Bay at Detroit. Detroit was number two worst in the league against the run, so you've got a Ryan Grant matchup that you you have to absolutely love. Oakland and a Kevin, at, Smith, and a Kevin Smith matchup you're going to love. Uh, yeah, oh, you're right. Green Bay is right there at number six worst. So, Okay, so you could just start racking up some of these big names that could mean something to you to win your league. Oakland at Dallas. Uh, Oakland is the fourth worst, so you've got Marion Barber, Felix Jones possibly. And uh, let's see, where is, where, is, um, where is Dallas? Okay, Dallas is a tough competition uh, for running backs. They've only allowed 21 points per game versus about the mid-30s. That's a pretty big difference when you're talking about fantasy points. And then the Giants at Denver, we already talked about. That's Jacobs. And then, obviously, you don't want any part of, uh, of a Giants defense that, that night. Um, and Moreno's not healthy anyway, and I don't think Buckhalter's going to make or break your season. So week 12, there, there's three matchups right there that, that you have to be looking at. Now, when we look at those wide receivers, if you're thinking wide receivers in the first round, you've got Fitzgerald, we, we said, plays Tennessee. Uh, and you said you've already made the comment. They were the third toughest defense against the pass last year. You've already made the comment that with the loss of Hainsworth, that changes the whole team dynamic a little bit. Uh, I don't think you can use strength of schedule against Randy Moss. That, that's just my opinion. I, I, you saw what he did tonight? Uh, I did see. I was just watching the highlights. Uh, it made it look very easy. <laughs> Six for 90 and two touchdowns. Again, it's the preseason, uh, but it is, it's always interesting to see what these guys do. Um, I, don't, I don't know which corner he was matched up on. That's always something I like to see, too, uh, as the season gets going. I did see this. Uh, I did know, I'm sure you probably saw this. The Brady left after he fell on his shoulder. So that'd be yeah. Hainsworth, your, your guy Hainsworth, he, he laid the wood to him. So uh, he, he did get his licks in. Um, okay, we've got Kansas City at San Diego. We talked about that. If you have LT, you've got a great matchup. So there's just, there's just a lot of guys here that, that are if, – if I'm, I'm kind of trying to understand who I'm going to take and it's, it's almost like flipping a coin, I'm going to look at week 12. I'm just going to do it. I'm tired of getting there and then, you know, not having a team that's that, – it's, it's one of the worst feelings, Jesse, is, is you get there and you look at his matchups and you're like, holy cow. I mean, look at the matchups this guy has, you know. Even if they're average players, they're going to have big, big days because of these defenses. Now, again, you have to look at 2008 versus 2009. There's obviously a big difference. But how many high-stakes players do you think 
start factoring in where they think. That's very difficult to do. I mean, that's a that's a, that's something reserved for only coaching. I, I'm looking at last year's numbers, and I'm just I, I'm to be honest with you, that's what I've got. I, I haven't made any changes to it. No arrows up and down. That it, it is what it is. I mean, the Jets. If I follow the Jets, so I kind of know they're going to be a little bit better, but. You've got to be a real student of the game to start manipulating strength of schedule. Well, yeah, and it becomes a little bit of a guessing game, right? And I think we all probably overestimate and underestimate the impact. But you're right. Um, you know, I've only got a second here left. But, you know, if you looked at uh, uh, Tomlinson, for example, right, if you feel he's good enough to be drafted at 1-9, um, if he's healthy and plays against that de- you know, that schedule, you could argue yeah. he should go 1-1, Right. Uh, you know, yeah. the, the, you're basically making a bet that he's going to be the Tomlinson of old. Not he's old got six he's games. Old, but, yeah, six, six games against those defenses. Six games, and then you know, it's not like his. It isn't though that the um, Chargers' schedule is such that when they play out of conference, they're playing you know every single tough running def- defense either. And that's six games. Uh, he's got five more home games besides that, uh, and obviously, uh, you know, players tend to run better at home as well. So you've probably got at least a minimum of uh, 11 positive matchups, or at least you say is is better than average. So uh, he's definitely someone that makes sense. I'll be interested to see if you take him at 1-5. I look forward to having <laughs> you out at the event. Uh, in a couple weeks I'll come by just to uh, give you some grief about that first-round pick. <laughs> um, and, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on a list, and I've got I've to run. But uh, okay. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on tonight, and I, and I look forward to uh, uh, seeing which way you convince everybody to go uh, after tonight. We might see a little more well, attention, not... but I'm going to see if this ADP moves now. Yeah, we're not here to convince. We're just here to uh, not not complaining. We're just explaining. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. I appreciate so, that. Hey, all right, Jesse. Thanks Stick again. See you. Bye. That was Jesse Heron from the World Championship of Fantasy Football. Nice enough to join us uh, for a quick visit. And uh, you know what? I've got uh, I've got our good friend from Brandenburg, Kentucky, just dialed in. Michael Trent, you enjoyed that baseball game tonight. Yes, what's up, my brother? Having a good time uh, on the way home. Uh, got a bunch of cackling going on in the background, but uh, you know, I had a great time. Uh, Reds, Dodgers, Reds ended up on the uh, on the uh, winning end of it. Uh, just kind of catching some of the show, Scott. Sounds great. Uh, just keep on uh, moving on, and we'll just keep on uh, making. I'm, I, I was getting ready to say it. I was getting ready to say it, but. Uh, you know, we're, we're just going to uh, – what's the topic tonight? What's going on? Well, we're going to be right back, and we'll uh, we'll recap for Mike here in uh, 30 seconds. Hi, this is Greg Kellogg. You know the routine. It's Friday night. You're looking over your lineup. It's either Lavernius Coles versus the Browns or Lance Moore versus the Falcons. I'm a serious fantasy player, and regular fantasy advice just won't do. I need to know, without a doubt, that the fantasy advice I'm getting makes sense. That's why I listen to Red vs. Blue Fantasy Sports Radio. Catch Scott Atkins in the Red vs. Blue crew chat room every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for those difficult-to-make lineup decisions. I'll be there. Will you? I've been on ya. 
So you think you're good at fantasy football? You're coming off a great season of beating up on your buddies in your home league, and you've got a nice little trophy to look at. Congratulations. It's time to step up. Join the best of the best in fantasy football at the 2009 World Championship of Fantasy Football. All right, Mike, we're back. We are live, Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, live from Indianapolis. This is Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. And, Mike, what we've been talking about tonight, thanks for joining us, by the way, buddy. Uh, We've been talking average draft position for these drafts. We are just one week away, Mike, from the National Fantasy Football Championship coming up when we go up and have our annual commute up to Chicago. I've got to sit there while you're in my car and you're throwing the dip in your mouth and spitting in the bottle. It's making me sick. And and, I'm, and I've got to sit here through all that. I've got to roll the windows down. I've got to constantly keep cussing at you. Like, I'm just I'm just so annoyed by you. It's like, and, oh, my God, it stinks so bad. <laughs> we're going to go up to Chicago. We're going to have a live remote up there at the hotel. Uh, they're they're, they're going to put together a nice little table for us. We're going to be broadcasting the draft live. We're going to have the National Fantasy Football champion, Dave Gerzak, winner of $100,000 last year. He'll be with us next week uh, broadcasting live from Chicago. Uh, we're oh, going to debut the first at Red vs. Blue TV. Uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a big night for us. We're pretty excited about that. Uh, but Mike, what we've been talking about is uh, we're talking about strength of schedule when it comes time to the playoffs and the fantasy playoffs. Look, you draft your team, you're looking at your 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 players, and you're trying to figure out who you're going to take. But look, we're looking at are you going to try to win your league, or are you going to try to win the whole enchilada? This is the eternal question: wow. the red yep. pill or blue pill. Do you play to win the league, or do you make decisions that are bigger than just your league? So tonight we're discussing just how important is playoff strength of schedule in these high-stakes competitions. Uh, well, phone I numbers. Think, uh, go ahead. I, I think go, – go ahead, Scott, with the phone number. Yeah, phone number 347-324-5404. You can call us up and discuss this with us. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, I think most times you have to pretty much win the league to begin with, and then we can uh, – you know, take those steps to uh, win the whole enchilada, so to speak. Uh, you have to have that team. You have to develop that team. Make sure that you have, you know, the players in place. Uh, be very, uh, very concise and very particular on what you do on your waiver wires, and get that team together to make sure that you win your league first off, and then go ahead and pound down. Uh, I think so many times. Uh, the 14-teamer, I was thinking about it earlier today, you know, we are going to try to master the 14-teamer, and that's not an easy thing to do. So uh, I, I think you got to tr- just try to win your league first off and go from there. Hey, we've got a, we've got a jam-packed chat room in the, uh, tonight. The Red versus Blue crew always showing up strong for us. Uh, welcome Joel Hennard to the, uh, to the show from Fantasy Insiders. We got Lance in the chat room. What up, Lance? War kittens, king of queens, cocktails and dreams, and big of cheese live from Indianapolis. He is with us as well in the chat room. How about that? Uh, Mino Brown's with us. Um, Alex Kaganowski from the Fantasy Football Players Championship. There's a lot of guys that have been with us tuning in, Mike. And listen, there's guys here that are going to be very difficult for me to draft after I've had this study. It's, it's things I can't forget. Once I've heard it, I can't unhear it. It's already in my brain. Like, sometimes I don't even want to look at some player rankings. I don't even want to look at somebody's rankings if I don't know who they are because that kind of stuff just etches, and I remember it, and I, and, and I can't get rid of it. So you've got to be very careful with the information you take in. But listen to what I had to tell you. 
if you're if you're considering taking D'Angelo Williams this year, which I have been, and he's been skyrocketing up the draft boards the last couple of weeks. He's up 16% in the average draft position over at Mock Draft Central. He's he's risen all the way up to the eighth running back drafted uh, in, in these uh, in the first round, Mike. He's he's up to number eight right now, and he's That's climbing. Pretty high. He's climbing. If you've seen the moves, you see what he has. He's got that LTS quality to him, and if they if they give him a little a few more receptions. He'd be he'd be a, he'd be a beast, but you've always got Jonathan Stewart to think about. You've got the rookie Mike Goodson to think about. What are they going to do? How are they going to impact him? Listen, he's been rising up draft boards, but when I'm looking, and if I want to win the if I want to win the whole enchilada, I've got to look at weeks 14, 15, and 16. Listen yep. to D'Angelo Williams's matchups. Are you ready? Yep. Carolina in week 14, Mike takes on the New England Patriots. It's the third most difficult schedule uh, to, or most difficult team to face as a running back. Week 15, Carolina takes on Minnesota, the fifth Ooh. most difficult defense facing a running back. Week 16, Carolina faces at the New York Football Giants, the yeah, that, sixth most difficult. Tough. Wow. Okay. That's now listen, tough. D'Angelo can get you there. He can win the league for you, okay? D'Angelo, week 12, let's take a look at his matchup. Week 12, the, the week that matters the most when you get there is against the New York Jets. They were the ninth most difficult defense to face against the run last year, and they're only going to get better. So with Rex Ryan and that defense and, and, the, and the players they brought in from Baltimore, that defense is only going to get better. So this is the most brutal stretch I could imagine – for a running back to have to face is D'Angelo Williams. He has it. And, you know, that's the stretch that you're talking about as far as uh, winning the whole thing, winning the whole enchilada. I mean, you can you can get you, put yourself in position, but now you're in position. You've uh, pretty much uh, handled everything, so now you've got to go up against those defenses and those teams to win the whole thing, and that is brutal. That's brutal, Scott. Yeah. Well, and I was getting ready to mention this. The guys in the chat room will not let me off the hook, not one iota. Cocktails and Dreams, Chad Schroeder, the FFPC champ last year, uh, he said didn't bother D'Angelo week 16 on the road versus the Giants last year, the most painful experience of his life. And uh, we, we, we all remember that game when uh, he just, did, he just yeah. put it to the Giants over and over. Uh, he put it to everybody back then. He put it to the Tampa Bay Bucks. He, he was – he he was on a mission last year, and, and obviously those types of years uh, and those types of players can really make things happen. But, again, the deck is stacked against him, okay? He he ran for 24 for 108 yards with no receptions, okay? He had four touchdowns that day against the New York Giants. Now, yeah, he could do that again, but 24 for 108 is 10 points, okay? He, right. he, busted, a, he busted a 30-yard rushing touchdown late in that game, Otherwise, he was looking at a 23-carry for 70-yard type day, but he had, but but they had gotten in position where they were down there. He, you can't bank on those four touchdowns being there again. Uh, yeah. So I, I tell you, and, and I'm sure the guys at the end of the first round, and possibly looking at this from their vantage point, they're salivating right now, saying, "Please listen to Scott. Don't draft D'Angelo and let me get him at 10, 11, or 12." Um, exactly. I, I'm, I'm sure that's what they're thinking. But man, I'll tell you, if I'm sitting at five, I can't take that. I've got, I've got well, to look getting, somewhere else, Mike. I'm getting ready for a local league uh, tomorrow night, and uh, we were talking about what draft position would you like to have. 
And you know, it's gotten it's gotten to the point where I I want either one, two, or eleven, twelve, or thirteen, fourteen. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's a very tough situation because uh, this year, midstream, uh, five, six, seven, eight. You know, some of these guys you don't need to have, and you can get them later, and uh, you know, in round two, three, four, and et cetera. Well, uh, and look, here's Michael Turner. Week 12, they play Tampa Bay. That's a that's a team that uh, you can obviously put up some good points on. We saw Michael Bush do that to him last year. Uh, other guys that I'm considering here, Steve Slayton playing the Colts. I've got to feel good about that. Let's see what he does the next week. He plays Jacksonville. So, again, those are two defenses I could get behind if I, if I want to make the move. Slayton's a guy that I could look at. Uh, we've already discussed LT as a guy. If you believe in him, he has a great matchup. And, look, LT's playing again, Denver, Kansas City, Oakland, twice a year. That's six games, and they're the three of the four worst rushing defenses in the league. LT had all that that going for him last year, and he only produced what he did. So you've got to take that into effect, too. Well, Um, I do take that into consideration, Scott. But then again, LT, he was not healthy even going into last year. Uh, Coming into this year, there's a different LT. It's a different Antonio Gates. It's a different Philip Bruce. This team, I mean, they're destined, and they know their destiny. It's to win the Super Bowl. That is cut, dry, and simple. And if they don't get it done, then it yep. won't happen. Well, I hear you. Let's look at the risers real quick. Uh, but before we do that, Mike, hey, have you guys noticed the new NFL.com? Have you noticed what they've done to this thing? Okay, I've always lived by the, the motto, uh, if, if, if it ain't fixed, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Okay? And they've tried to improve upon their game center on NFL.com, and it's absolutely getting on my absolute last nerve. So I want to bless you guys What's in the chat room. It? Oh, just wait till you go, and you got to see it, Mikey. <laughs> All right, well, but, well I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Carrollton right now, and I can't wait. I'm going to check it out. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't like it. If, if, if you guys want to go ahead and, and stick with what you've always had before, Go to cbssports.com and go to the Sportsline application that powered NFL.com last year. Uh, that's the one you'll want to go to. Go back to cbssports.com and you'll have uh, everything you need right where you need it. Now, Mike, I made a decision uh, last night. Uh, I'm going to cut my Vegas trip a little bit short. Uh, I'm leaving. Uh, I'm taking the red eye after Saturday night. I'm going to take the red eye. I'm not going to watch the, um, the NFL uh opening day with my uh, my brothers in Vegas. I'm actually going to come back and watch it and be here with my family and friends. For the first time in seven years, I'll be at the house here hosting uh, opening day kickoff. So it's, uh, you're more than welcome to drive up, but we're going to have a, we're gonna have a big uh, deal here. Uh, west side of Indianapolis, feel free to stop by if you're a red versus blue listener. Come on down. We'll have the, we'll have the dogs outside and and uh, well, the doors and windows will be open. It's going to be a it's going to be a nice day. Hopefully in Indianapolis, we will be watching the Colts, but we'll have the red zone on another television, uh, going with uh, all the games. But uh, yeah, I made a decision for the family this year. Uh, just kind of the circumstances where we're at, and hopefully we'll be back next year, partying with the uh, with the guys in Vegas. And I'm going to get my overs, unders, my all my my parlays for opening day. I'll get all that done on Saturday, and then we'll have uh, hopefully a big party on Saturday night after all the drafts are what, over. I, but uh, I'll tell you yeah. what, Scott. I've got a uh, I've got a group uh, 
that uh, they want to get together and do it uh, next year. Of course, that's you know talk is cheap until you actually do it. So, uh, but uh, I, I can't wait to uh, go to Las Vegas uh, maybe next year and uh, do the Chicago thing. You know, let's get the exacta done. Let's do it all. Yeah, we got to master the sports teamer first. <laughs> That's right, and we have the uh, Kentucky draft style, the KDS to set. Uh, Mike, I don't know if we've even really talked about it, but the KDS that I put in had us draft picking from the back of the pack. If I can't have Adrian Peterson or MJD, and, and really, to be honest with you, in the NFFC, you only get a half a point per reception for tight, uh, for running backs anyway. I mean, if I can't get yeah. Adrian Peterson or uh, like a Michael Turner uh, type player in, in that league, then just go ahead and put me at the back because I want, put, I yeah, want three. Put me at 12. Put me at 13. Put me at 14. Right, because we get we get three of the top 29 players at that point, and we'll yeah. be the only we'll be the only ones to have three of the top 29, and that puts us at a mid third round pick as our uh, as our third guy. And and whereas some of those guys on the end, they're going to be at pick 42. That's not going to be a nice spot for them as their third guy. So, right. Mike, average draft positions have been moving and climbing. Tom Brady's been going up every single week since we've seen him in action. He went up 13% last week. He's up another full 16% over the last two weeks. Aaron Rodgers, is, oh, they're just they're just seeing him in action. I mean, look what he did tonight in just a, a little over a quarter, man. He put out six. He put to Randy Moss six for 90 and two touchdowns, and it it looked easy. I mean, Moss getting six for 90 and two touchdowns in in no time at all. Um, it, it, it it's it's really fascinating. But he did get he did get uh, some heat tonight, Mike. And he, he went down in, in, in the shoulder. I don't know about the shoulder, but we're going to have to take a look at the shoulder for uh, Tom Brady. There may well, be I'm problems sure the, there. I'm sure the shoulder will be fine. I, I just, you know, it, it boils down to what I've talked about over and over again. I, I don't think that, uh, well, first off, I believe that Tom Brady is an outstanding quarterback. Uh, he's shown it. He's got the ring to prove it. And uh, But I just believe in systems and uh tom brady and his system under bill belichick is going to work it's going to work so i don't know i scott i i wish i could say that uh something uh negative about him and you know have something to substantiate that but i can't tom hey. brady is a great quarterback and he's going to he's going to hook up with randy moss plenty of time Look Look at this running back by committee forming in Arizona, Mike. We wanted to get a good look at Beanie Wells tonight, uh, see what he has. He had four carries for 38 yards and a touchdown tonight. Nice. Uh, Timmy Hightower, six carries for 38 yards. He looked good. Cool. And then on the other side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers continues to look fantastic, Mike. 14, and again, this is against Arizona, so, you know, uh, temper your excitement here. But he put up 38 points. Wow. He looks like. It looks like I'm seeing 38 points. He put up 28 in the first, in the second quarter. 28 in the second quarter. He's up 38 to 10. Aaron Rodgers, 14 of 19, 258 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, listen, we we wanted to look. We wanted to see. We wanted to see Jermichael Finley tonight, Mike. He this 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 kid went for four catches, 28 yards and two touchdowns. If you want a tight end sleeper, Jermichael Finley, the the sleeper. He's the cat's out of the bag on this kid. But let's take a well, look at his ADP. In, yeah, he got drafted in one of the leagues that I'm in uh, real quick, and I'm like going, who the heck is this? And then well, I, I, I did that, Bob. That was me. No. That was me, Bob. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no, look at look at you, look at your Louisville Legends League, Bob. Look at your Legends League. No, not no, not it wasn't the Louisville Legends. Well, you missed it. You were asleep at the wheel that night. You no, were asleep no, at the wheel no, while I while I, mean, I absolutely I mean, I, mean, I may have saw you got him in that, but it was in the uh the the league where everybody's pissed off at each other. Well, listen, in just two weeks the cat's <laughs> out of the bag. This kid on mock draft central was being drafted to pick two nineteen. He wasn't even ranked. In the last two weeks, this kid is going to skyrocket up these boards. This kid is six foot five, two hundred and forty-seven pounds, second-year kid from Texas. Uh, it's his second Packer season. This kid was the most productive tight end in Texas UT history. Uh, he caught seventy-six passes for nine hundred forty-seven yards and five touchdowns in just twenty-six games. Uh, I guess Colt McCoy was part of that. But his seventy-six receptions ranked third in school history among tight ends despite only playing two years. It's going to be a uh, good. There's no yeah. doubt about it. <laughs> he has already taken over that spot. Donald Lee has been very uh, helpful in this process. He just wants to win a Super Bowl. But look at Aaron Rodgers, man. 14 for 19, 258 and 3. Uh, he, this kid looks like he's worth he's worth his price, man. Yeah, Let's I see mean, where he's at. Pick well, 41. Right now, uh, Aaron Rodgers, he impresses the heck out of me. And uh, I think uh, Green Bay, they're going to look at – they're looking past uh, the Brett Favre era and this and that because they have to. Because Aaron Rodgers and i tell you, somebody else that's really looking good is uh, Ryan Grant. Guys, you better watch out because Ryan Grant and Aaron Rodgers, they're going to make a difference at Green Bay. Hey, Aaron Rodgers is, is, is picked right now at about uh, – pick four or five right now in, in the world championship formats, Mike. So that means you have to be able to turn down a guy like Eddie Royal. Can you turn down a guy like Eddie Royal, a stud wide receiver, or a Chad Johnson, something along that lines, or a McFadden or a Ray Rice? Can you turn down one of those guys for an Aaron Rodgers quarterback? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Because because I'm looking at the, uh, the division. Uh, I mean, it's pretty tough division, but uh, – what I see and, and what they've done and what 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 is happening, the maturization that's happened with uh, Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be uh, it's going to be incredible this year. I mean, it's, well, it's we'll see. We'll see. It, it's it's a price that but I don't I'm know going if into I get. A bad zone. That's okay. We're gonna t- we're gonna take a, a caller from the three one seven three one seven. You're on the air. What's good, Pop? Big cheese. What's good, What's baby up, buddy? boy? How What's you, up? man? Hey. <laughs> Calling call in the red versus blue. Huh? Who you got with you tonight? Man, I got, I got Big Koofy from the Black Nazis with me. I got your homegirl, Ginger. She's chilling out here, man. We just watching Get Rich or Die Trying on MTV. We ain't doing shit, man. I was listening to your show, man. You got a good show, man. Chat line is really loopy. Hey, well, listen, Big Cheese, live from Indianapolis. You are our Indianapolis affiliate tonight. What is going to happen with, with Joseph Adai this year now that they've got the rookie in there, Donald Brown? What do you, what do you see going on there? Shit, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. I just want Peyton to throw a lot of touchdowns to all the brothers. You know this, what I mean? This is, a, this is a family show, Cheese. It's a family show. I know, dude. I just want Peyton to throw – I just want Peyton to hand off the ball and throw the – Throw great passes, <laughs> you know what I mean, and just win every game. That's all. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. But I did have a question, though, because my own boy, 
He plays the fantasy football, right? And y'all, it's funny y'all just talking about Aaron Rodgers because he said he's he just now he just started playing. I, it's not me. You know, I still don't play, but I told him I was going to ask the best. I told him I was going to ask the best. Okay. He said, look, would you trade somebody offering somebody offering Heinz Ward and Brett Favre for Aaron Rodgers? Would you trade that? I don't know. Well, I tell you what, a lot, a lot of these these types of questions usually depend on the scoring system, Cheese. Uh, you know what what you got coming back to you. But in this scenario, in this case that you just presented me, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. No, no chance. You tell him no chance. That guy wants Brett Favre. He can keep Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers will outperform Brett Favre every day of the week. Every day of the oh, week, okay. so I hope that, okay. hope that helps you out. And, uh, hey, let, get me what on up? your show. I know you've got a real uh, real good thing going on. What, what When is that show on? Every Thursday night? Uh, the Bigger Cheese Show is popping real crazy every Thursday at 10 o'clock to midnight, man. We go for two hours, man, on some anything, man. Well, last night we talked about top three albums, not of all time, but of from 2000 to now. And it was real hard. <laughs> And it was real hard on the hip hop level, you know what I mean? Yeah, so 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 you don't you don't consider you don't consider this hip hop. <laughs> that's your best that's your best album of all time right there, Chief. I love that song, man. That's just, uh, that's uh Welcome to the Jungle or something. Yeah, that that that's your best album of all time right there. That was a great album, man. Guns N' Roses, man. I love them, man. Yeah. Word yeah, up, yeah, man. Guess who, you, guess who we had? We had Larry Holmes Jr. called into the show last night. Who? Larry Holmes Jr., Larry Holmes' son. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. You know, he ain't nobody. <laughs> Larry Holmes was the man. Here, here's, a, uh, here, here's, another, here's, another, here's another popular album. Let me hear something. One of your top three albums? Yeah. Pink Floyd. Man, I know, man. You can't, you can't stump me on no music, cause I know it. I can't stump you, huh? No, you can't stump me. That's money. Okay, that that that's two. That's two top albums right there. And then, if, and then, if you want a third, these are your top three albums ever. Well, I just you, you this is just at my fingertips. Oh, okay, 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 okay. To my fingertips. Yeah, everybody I mean, agreed. Everybody agreed last night on the first two. Everybody was like, get Richard or die trying. And everybody was like, the blueprint, the blueprint by Jay-Z. But then everybody's third one was different. And that was real funny, the contrast. Everybody, everybody couldn't agree on that. So that was cool. I probably have this album up there, too. about to stump me on this one. Yeah, you stumped me on this one, buddy. It's right, a new that, one. That, that was Pearl Jam 10. You don't know nothing about a Pearl Jam. I don't know but nothing I'll give, about I'll give you a couple Pearl of seconds. Jam, right. I'll give you a couple of seconds to pick this one out right here. All right. <laughs> 
I came into this world high as a bird. From secondhand cocaine powder, I know it sounds absurd. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that one. If we play name, name that band, that's easy. They say they need that to shake their fannies and teeth. That's Andre 3000. each other out, burn each other out. Where Avon a body like me can't even get no back rub these days. Ain't that bleak on they part? But let me hold it down, cause they shut you down when you speak from your heart. Now that's hard. Why we ranting and raving about guests? They made them guests. Alright, I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more, team. That was Andre 3000, right? I'll get, yeah, I, that's Andre. I'll give you, I'll give you one more. Britney Spears on the red versus blue boy. <laughs> oh, I thought this was Britney Spears, man. I was like, man, what you doing, man? Does this get the Does this get the Gong Show? Does this doya doya doy? Does this make it through? Da 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 da. This is a cool song, man. That's Bubba Sparks. Oh, yeah, man. That gets the gong, man. That gets the gong, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Crow the Crook, man. He's killing Bubba Sparks, man. Crow the Crook's the best best dude, man. The best best white dude rapping right now, man, out in Indianapolis, man. Him and YB and Freeze, man. Big shout out to them, man. Why don't you plug your show? We do have a we do have a, a multicultural uh, uh, crew here in Red vs. Blue. We got a lot of guys oh, that uh, listen to your music. Go ahead, plug the show. Give it. We got about a thousand listeners every week. Go ahead, plug the show, and let them hear where you're at. Well, hey, buddies, uh, if you love that hip hop music, man, that street edgy stuff, uh, straight up, man. It's the Bigger Cheese Show every Thursday right here on Blog Talk Radio, Country Bear Radio. It's real live, real loopy. From 10 to midnight, you know how we do, man. The, the Blue Sky Atkins Red vs. Blue show is popping, though. Definitely mess with that. I'm going to have to go ahead and get my fantasy jaws popping off because I don't know nothing about the fantasy football, man. We we got to get me into it, man. Plus, man, I need we, – we also got the Big – we also got the Big Cheese Show sports. Sports segment, man. Uh, we're gonna have Scott Atkins do that stuff, man. We totally that? lost control. You totally lost control. Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, <laughs> where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your host Scott Atkins and please join us next time. Big cheese. Thank you for joining me. We're out of here until next week. You gotta call in next time. We can tell everybody listen to We'll do our best. Red versus blue. We'll see you next week. The stores are open. People buying. People trying. Climbing. To get to the top of the world in this modern day war. And it's simple timing. I'm taking my bills. She's taking some pills. He's talking behind the wheel. Actors acting. Rappers rapping. Testing a drug of a deal. Homeless are looking for meals. The thesis are looking at damn. You chasing the money, you chasing, you praying for marriage, romancing your honey. I'm searching my way. We totally lost control there for a little bit, but we, uh, we're glad that Biggie Cheese stopped by. He's always a friend of the program, always welcome. Hey, listen, uh, if you're a fan of Pierre Thomas, you've got to be excited that he is dropping down the draft board. This Mike Bell explosion is allowing you to snag Pierre Thomas. Look, 
don't get caught up in the Mike Bell hype, okay? Yeah, if they've got injuries, he'll be there and he can get some carries. But if he if they're not hurting, okay, it's the Pierre Thomas show with Reggie Bush. Those guys are going to be on the field. Mike Bell's going to get spot duty at best. You'll be happy if you take Pierre Thomas. If you're sitting at the eighth pick, ninth pick, Pierre Thomas in the in the late third round, you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed with a guy that can get you into your fantasy into your fantasy league playoffs. Chris Henry doing it again, gang. You gotta watch this kid. This is not this is not a joke. This is not a joke. Chris Henry is a steal. against my will. 